2019 to order. Um, on, on the agenda, all councillors should have one. And are there any additions, Mr. Town? There is your worship staff are requesting that two items be added to the agenda. The first is Four items. Four items. Okay, here. Uh, perhaps our executive assistant can uh, take control. She of can work. step in. That'd be much appreciated. I actually don't know the order that they should go on. Also, so we have uh, the first edition is item eight point seven under new items request for decision, negotiating protocols with Northern Sunrise County. Second item is item 8.8, .8, request for decision rescheduling the October 28th regular council meeting. The third item is item 10.5, letter of support from the town of Bonneville, re-GST audit. And the fourth item is under in-camera, exceptions to disclosure, section 17, uh, information harmful to the privacy of a third party. Okay. Any deletions, Ms. McQuig? We have one, item 5.2, the presentation by Northern Lakes College. Okay. Um, very good, so who would like to move the agenda as amended? Mr. Good? All in favor? Um, the, uh, that takes us to the minutes of September 9th, 2019, regular council meeting. Uh, are there any uh, corrections that need to be made there? I can move the minutes of September the 9th, uh, Your Worship, as uh, presented. Okay. All in favor? Uh, that takes us to, are there any public hearings, Mr. Town? There's not your worship. Okay. So that takes us straight to presentations, and I understand we have a number of proclamations. Uh, Orange Shirt Day and Sisters in Spirit. So uh, if we can get the, the signees to come to the uh, front of the room, and I will sign the proclamations. That's you, Lord. What are you here for? Oh, one of them. Okay, great. I will, uh, I'll send you right here. You can even watch me. I'll take a picture. Maybe you can go over there. You want me to try to tell her to try to call back? No, I'm just waiting for the phone to boot. We have to boot up the phone. Yeah, so they're very, uh, very good-looking proclamations. Thank God. Yes. Yeah, so the first proclamation is uh, is really on the truth and reconciliation report, which calls for a national day to honor residential school survivors, their families, and communities, and ensure the public commemoration of the history and legacy of residential schools remains a vital component of the reconciliation process. First, 
So that zero. day will yeah. be in Peach River. That day will be six two five thirtieth twenty nineteen. Four zero six eight. Sign that into law. You have to look up the class. There we go. Sorry, I'm getting And we have another one here. Uh, this is for uh, the Sister in the Spirit uh, Day, and there. Uh, there are thousands of Aboriginal women who have disappeared or been murdered in Canada in recent decades. And uh, whereas violence against Aboriginal women is rooted in systemic discrimination and is representative of the severity of violence facing women, especially mar marginalized women, and October 4th has been dedicated to honor the missing and murdered women since 2003 across Canada. Whereas families of missing and murdered women and community supporters will be coming together in solidarity on October the 4th to call for action to end violence. Therefore, I, as mayor and representative of the council of the town of Peace River, hereby proclaim October the 4th, 2019, as Sisters in Spirit. Your Worship, I'm pretty sure Peace Rivers had a Sisters in Spirit walk from 2003 or was it 2004, Laura? I think it was 2003 as well. I think it's even longer, been going on longer than the takes us to uh, the Mercer International 2019 General Development Plan. And this time, this is the first time that Mercer International has presented their General Development Plan in this case. <laughs> and you guys even changed jackets for the occasion. <laughs> I think Elaine's online now too. If you put in your PowerPoint, yeah, it should be. Deputy Mayor. Hello. Yeah, Councillor Ford was a little concerned you might not be on the phone. Oh, he helped me get there. Thank you. It was all the texting.
while we're waiting, if uh, councillors wish to refresh their online agenda, they'll find that it's been updated. Supervisor, uh, specifically for Peace River logging on the east side. I looked after Pine Ridge uh, chipping there for oh, about six years, and uh, we've now switched roles between myself and the, the previous supervisor, which I'm on the east side now. And um, um, Michael did the presentation last year here. I'll let Michael introduce himself. Michael Jackman, I'm the planning supervisor with Mercer, and I look after the planning, all the operations on the east side of our FMA, uh, or on the east FMA, on the east side of the river, and I also look after the private land procurement for, for the company. So, yeah, we're going to switch up a little bit and let Ryan do the do the presentation today. So yeah, so uh, the, the biggest thing that's that's occurred over the past year is that uh, Mercer has international um, bought. Uh, uh, the, the mill from PMI, uh, which was previous Daishawa um, Marigini. Um, and this is our Mercer GDP, our first one that's has Tom mentioned there. Um, so, a breakdown on Mercer International. Uh, there's five large scale modern pulp mills in the world, uh, primarily in Germany. There's uh, three pulp mills in Germany, um, ourselves, and then, and then one in BC there that they brought along with Caribou. And I should say, actually, uh, they bought another one uh, quite a few years back, 15 years ago, in Selgard, uh, BC. There, it's located in Southeast BC, and then uh, Caribou, which was DMI, um, located about 650 kilometers north of Vancouver. And as I mentioned, uh, ourselves. Um, so we employ uh, about 300 people in the Peace River region are proud to manufacture products that are effectively as possible to ensure our business enhances the social goals and welfare of the communities and environments in which we operate. Uh, spend a significant amount of time and resources to ensure safety and uh, with uh, with Mercer we have a, a program where it's the road to zero so that that zero represents that we're looking for zero incidents to occur. Um, it's, it's quite a quite a goal to achieve but it's, it's something of which that uh, safety is, is hugely implemented into, into the Mercer culture. Um, so we regularly engage uh, stakeholders on a variety of topics um, including oh, sure sorry uh, including uh, 
ourselves and, and why we're here at Town Council today to, to present our GDP. And we believe the work is critical to our long-term success. Uh, where um, Mercer Peace River NPR operates, um, we have forest management agreements that uh, provide the company with harvesting rights and res responsibility to responsibility, sorry, to reforest trees on the Crown land. Uh, we're currently working on our uh, DFMP, the long-term forest management plan, and uh, that allots uh, our, uh, our operation on that land. And we also have uh, deciduous uh, timber allocations that are also known as uh, quotas and are defined by allocation of volume. So you can see on the map here are our west FMA and our east FMA, and then in the uh, in the kind of lighter, well, darkish brown is our uh, uh, DTLs that uh, are in between the west side FMAs. So our general development plan um, consists of cut control tables, which uh, identifies that annual allowable cut. Um, versus the actual volume that's harvested each year. And uh, the plans various to be uh, harvested over the next three years. So the, the information of the areas cut in the previous year, along with any outstanding actions that are to be completed are from the previous year. Um, if there's any uh, any wood that's, that's left in the bush that, that we have to haul out, um, roads to reclaim from, from previous year, that kind of thing. And then also there's our uh, Indigenous consultation program that's, that's within our team. Yes, thank you. So our 2019 uh, operations, um, we have our chip trucks, um, and, then, uh, and then newer to our operations is satellite yard volume. Um, I believe we discussed that last year that we have on the, on the East Hall Road there. We have our satellite yards, which logs are brought in and then from there chipped on site and then brought to our pulp mill. Um, we have a, a similar one on, on the west side that's just north of Manning, northwest of Manning there. And uh, we had a few scary moment, moments this past spring with the forest fires where it came within about a mile and a half of that yard. So we're glad that, uh, that we were able to not allow that to happen and then with the Alberta government and then protecting that as well. So. Anyways, moving on, um, you can see the dispositions of which uh, the approximate number of loads and volumes that uh, are associated with each disposition. Um, the first few rows, one, two, three, four, five, six rows are on our west side, and uh, the bottom three are on our, our east side there, where you can see where the trucks go through, primarily Manning, and uh, one of them through Worsley. So our general development plan map. Um, this essentially shows, like I said previous, where we're gonna be operating over our next three years. Um, in that uh, lighter orange color, you can see that it's uh, northwest of East River through to the west of East River around Clear River area, um, north of uh, Manning towards Twin Lake, uh, Cake River area, and then the, the east side here. Um, there's a, a, a general specific zone in which we're going up the East Hall Road with. And uh, I guess it's it's privy to say with this uh, with this map is that there's there's amendments that could be made in place and when those amendments are made, we'll go through the property consultation to ensure such such occurs. Uh, 
So, um, so I did uh, brief on the satellite yards um, in, in regards to procurement methods to optimize the movement of our timber volume to the yard. Um, uh, we have direct post chipping that'll that'll continue along with with log haul to our satellite yards, and the logs are delivered during the frozen months, and then uh, the post chipping occurs um, during those frozen months and then also during the satellite yard in the spring with uh, breakup conditions. Um, I mentioned the two yards and uh, we do anticipate the need for, for two more additional satellite yards and we're working with government agencies and, and counties to, to meet legislation, legislative requirements as such. So silviculture. Um, you can see our actual versus our planned um, with site preparation and uh, decompaction of roads. Um, they're all based on, on hectareage, those, those, uh, those numbers, and then uh, the amount of planning that, that occurs there. The, the planning that we do um, is typically within, the, within our roading system. Um, a lot of the, the area that, that we, we do um, harvest, you can see, is, is left for natural. Um, and then we have surveys at a s establishment and performance um, timings with establishment being from three to six years. And then uh, the performance surveys happen within eight to 14 years. So we have a liability on those, on those trees to ensure that they grow 14 years after, after harvest. So the harvesting, um, that's primarily uh, what, what I look after there uh, with the direct bush chipping. Um, uh, it primarily occurs during frozen ground conditions and, uh, and moving to satellite yards after breakup. Um, this year is a little bit different in which we've had to, uh, to move into to private wood to, to ensure um, uh, proper fiber flow of the mill. Um, and then there's also a tree length log call from Mercer Peace River operations along with incidental deciduous. So that's deciduous that, that other mills cut down that we're able to obtain that fiber from them. And those occur during frozen ground conditions as well. So there's the contact information in regards to uh, the, the planning side anyways. Um, so there's there's Michael, there's Trina Tosh that's, that's on the west side that takes care of the west side of the river and then and then uh, their, their boss, Fraser Butt, uh, the planning superintendent. So if there's any questions in regards to that, uh, you, can, you can ask Michael while he's here or, or if you want to take some notes and, and get a hold of them after, that's, that's the best contact. So, yeah. so thank you. Questions? Just curious, uh, just when you were labeling or, or, or noting the other Mercer facilities, I was curious about yeah maybe i was curious if any of the facilities do paper and i think i saw a name on so caribou pulp and paper so is there there is a paper machine there then is there there, yes. there, is, a there is a yeah so one coming for peace river my annual question <laughs> no no not going to happen yeah, not, right. not in our near future yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed your gravel up the DMI Hall Road yesterday afternoon with my grandson, and, and I did not bust my windshield, so I'm, I'm a happy hunter. 
thanks for thanks for thanks thanks for coming, guys. Byron, are you a happy hunter? My smooth season opens tomorrow, so I'll just cross my fingers. But no questions, guys. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Okay, Elaine, any questions? Uh, no, thanks for the presentation. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Right. Well, thanks. thanks for letting Thank us come Thank you. Great, we'll go to bylaws. So there's a request for decision on wanting to amend bylaw 2050 or amend bylaw 1426 and rename it uh, 2055 after the amendment. That's correct, Your Worship. Uh, through you, the town staff are looking for an update to our current unsightly premises bar law, which is 1426 and um, fairly old in terms of um, when it was uh, originally improved. Um, but within that bylaw, it establishes and assigns the Subdivision and Development Appeal Board as a mechanism for, hitting, for hearing appeals on any orders issued. Um, unsightly premise orders, orders issues. Unsightly premises orders issued under the bylaw. Um, as you know, as council, we've gone to a regional subdivision and development appeal board. So our, our town SDAB is not in place to be able to hear this, this appeal in discussions with MMSA. It is not something that they had considered under their subdivision development appeal board. Um, so they they weren't um, interested to, to entertain uh, doing it. So as such, we're looking for an amendment to revert the authority to heal or hear the appeal back to the council. Um, so this is something that we have been looking at at the staff level for a while. Um, and when the regional STAB was, was joined, um, we had flagged this as an item to be corrected and now we're at the point where we're doing so, so we're able to hear this appeal. So um, at this time, we're asking for an amendment. And the amendment is shown on pages three and four of the report, um, which is a creation of bylaw 2055, which removes the wording referencing the Subdivision Development Appeal Board and substitutes it with Peace River Council. So at this point, staff are soliciting that council give first, second, and third reading to bar law 2055 and to schedule a special council meeting on October the 7th to hear the appeal for the cleanup order as issued under the insightly premises bylaw. Um, and by doing so, would um, provide an update to the bylaw to meet the requirements um, and allow for the hearing to be called in a reasonable time. Um, alternatively, council could decline to provide for a second or third reading of the bylaw that would defer the appeal at this point. Um, that's something that we could, we'd have to manage. Um, but by doing so, we may not be able to comply with the established deadlines that are shown within the bylaw. And there's 30 days to hear, hear an appeal um, and would um, kind of not allow for the, the ability to hear the, the appeal in a timely fashion. So staff's recommendation is that council does give first, second, and third reading to bylaw 2055. 
um, plus schedule a special council meeting for October 7th, which is normally our governance and priority meeting uh, night. Um, we would do both a governance and priority meeting and a council <coughs> meeting um, to be able to hear this appeal at council. Okay, very good. Go ahead. I'll move first reading. Questions? Yep. Being that uh, um, the uh, subdivision appeal board used to hear these appeals prior to going to a regional board, so moving this to council as uh, administration's recommending, recommending, what what rules would council be following as far would we be following the same uh, rules as the subdivision appeal board, or how is that going to work? Uh, no, they would follow the established rule of council for for hearing appeals to um, other types of items. So for example, if someone were to appeal their taxes or water billing, there are no clear defined rules in terms of evidence and, and hearing process. So it, it would just be determined by council through their, their normal procedural bylaw to properly hear and weigh the interested parties. Any further questions? No, that's, I'm good with that. Right wing has no more questions. The left wing, no questions. Okay, um, you already called for a motion for first reading. All in favor of first reading? Your Worship, I put a motion on the floor for second reading. Okay, any, uh, okay. And Elaine, did you vote? Yeah, I was in favor. Okay. And Can I move that we go to third reading? Yep. All in favor of Byron Scanhorn's motion to go to third reading. So who wants to make third reading? So uh, Councillor Ford has made uh, third uh, to go to third or to do the third reading, and that is passed. So uh, bylaw is hereby amended. Do we need another motion to schedule that meeting? Yep. Can I make that too? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. So moved. And what day is it? Anything be? I want. <laughs> October seventh. October seventh. Okay. What what day of the week is that? That's a Monday. It's the same as our. Oh GP. yeah, right. Okay. So what time would that start at? Five. Uh, there are two options. Uh, there is a statutory requirement for the governance of correction. There is no statutory. Requirement for the start time of a GNP. There is, however, for a regular council meeting. So it could be done prior with a GNP to follow, or it could be done uh, at a fixed time, say 6 p.m., within the GNP if the GNP was recessed. We'll do it at 5. Okay, um, so we need a vote on Byron Scalehorn's motion for October 7th at 5 o'clock for the, uh, the appeal hearing on. What is it? It's a, it's a unsightly, unsightly premises. premises cleanup order. Okay, so all in favor? In okay. favor. Okay, that's done. Um, so unfinished business briefing note regarding the Peace Regional Recreation Center or the Peace River Regional Recreation Center, PR3C or the Baytech Center. It 
Worship, you make a good point. We call it the Baytech Center everywhere but here, Tanya. Do we, what are we calling it? There is good reason for that. <laughs> okay. Of course. Um, the Peace Regional Recreation Center is the entity prior to the Baytech Energy Center being uh, demolished because we had both projects going on at the same time. Baytex was operational. New construction is the Peace Regional Recreation Center. However, we are referring it to it publicly as the Baytex Energy Center because we're operational and functioning. But the construction project is just waning off. We're almost done. So, just to confuse the politicians, the public is all over it now. They're Baytex Energy Center. Um, your worship and council, the report before you is a, um, I'm hoping one of the final updates for the, this construction project. We are at the tail end of this project. 99.9% um, .9 complete. There's still deficiencies that are being addressed and the parking lot as we speak is also still under construction. Um, but we are very, very close. Um, Currently, the parking lot is, uh, one side of it has been tarred or oiled, I think is the proper term, so it's uh, prepped and ready for paving. The portion in front of the pool is being addressed. We've encountered some issues uh, with the subgrade. Um, surprise, surprise, and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. It's That location has provided some issues for us in the past and it continues onwards. Uh, it's being addressed with geogrid and fabric and uh, we are no longer using the old parking lot of the pool. We've had to remove the old asphalt. It wasn't feasible to reuse it, to just mill it. It would have come off in large sections and uh, the other problem was they found the subgrade was literally an inch or two, maybe three inches of gravel base, which is not uh, to spec and standard. So um, we've had to do some reworking there. The outdoor rink is being ready, uh, being readied for install uh, later in November. Outdoor lighting is um, getting prepped for that space. Our sponsorship program continues. As council's aware, McMillan Construction purchased the indoor playground naming rights. Um, all other operational components are close to being ready. Champion Fitness opened September 2nd. Cat's Concession opened uh, with the hockey school on August 26th. Um, and her hours are uh, quieter through September because the building itself is not um, to full capacity yet. The ice rink side is actually very slow during September. Full schedules pick up in October. Um, ParentLink staff have moved in. They will be ready to be open next week and our front administration will also be ready for the week of October 7th. Um, they will be functional with debit credit bookings, um, taking all sorts of great information and, and letting people use the field house by that time. Um, the field house itself is I missed talking about the Oh, no, I did uh, earlier on. The field house flooring, it was all done at the end of August. Uh, painting took place of the lines in uh, early September. The, the epoxy paint that they used needed to cure for approximately seven to 10 days. So now they're working on uh, putting in 
all the sleeves and holes for all the equipment um, that will come next. So that facility will be fully ready to go by the end of the month, early October. Um, Audio-visual is still being installed on the arena side as of this evening. It's starting the install there. Fieldhouse is done. Uh, large video display board um, will go into the arena along with some at the front lobby. Those will be going in. Wi-Fi will come next later into October and November. We're doing that in-house. Um, most, if not all, of the furniture is on site. I've, we lost some basketball nets in transit, apparently. <laughs> they, they were in a, a vehicle incident. Um, so they are sending replacement equipment as soon as they can get it to us. Um, so we're, we're literally at the finish line, uh, hence the grand opening that we have planned for October 19th. Um, and invitations to council from 1 to 3 p.m. We'd love to have you all there. Uh, and hope that our mayor would be able to say some words and hold the very large scissors along with uh, some of our other municipal partners that have been invited, including also our large naming sponsors to be a part of that formal ribbon cutting. So if anyone would like to, if you would like anything further within the agenda or the ceremony portion of it, feel free to um, send me any information or direction around that item. Um, but we will have a real ribbon to cut with real scissors, oh, not just the okay. paper versions. <laughs> um, we'll have tours of the facility that day. The arena will be in operations, its normal schedule, so people will be able to go and see what happens there. But they'll also be able to utilize the field house and try out the pickleball systems or soccer. Um, the subway monkey will be their mascot playing soccer. Mm -hmm. he, they're the soccer sponsor. Um, yes, and so we've sent out all our invitations directly to um, the municipalities and our naming sponsors and we'll be advertising publicly for the event for the general community to attend. Great. Great. Uh, a couple questions, Mr. Mayor, whenever. Okay, you can, you, you'll, I'll let you preempt uh, Councillor Downey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, when will the um, uh, field house actually be able to be booked? People are asking me about some costs for the walking track and like to use it. So usage, we actually have uh, been booking the, the field house already. Um, we did a field house allocation meeting back in May and again in June for some finalizing of some um, overlapping schedules. So if anyone would like to book the facility for a future booking, they can make that call now. For general day-to-day -day use, it will be available, we're anticipating after that October 7th date. So it'll be- So if someone wants to use the walking track? Yeah, it'll be after the October 7th date. And I, I'm not gonna be able to tell you definitively until I get uh, confirmation this week of where the, um, sleeve and hole placement has all been completed and that field house is 100% ready to go but we're anticipating that mid to early October time frame. Okay and will there be a cost is the other question I'm getting. Um, two dollars for drop-in for the track is two dollars or if you're 75 plus it's our super senior rate of free. <laughs> um, 
and drop-in programs. So if you want to drop in for pickleball or pick up basketball or whatever else we have planned, it's a $5 drop-in fee. And there'll okay, be thank you. punch cards available so you can be efficient. And there's, okay, there, thank you. Is there monthly passes and yearly passes? We're, we're starting with punch cards. We'll build from there to see what kind of requests that we get for whether it's monthly, quarterly, or if a punch pass system would suffice. So we're starting with punch passes first. So you get a discount, though, if you get a punch you pass. You do. One time free off of your 10th time free. Yes. Is there an ATM machine in the... Uh... There will be in the future. We don't have one currently. Okay. Where we have to do an RFP for that service. Oh. Yeah. Uh, great, great report, Tanya. I was in there last week, and it and it looks fantastic. So to you and Colin and your team, way to go! It's it's brilliant. Uh, so I do have some questions around the costs. Are we gonna when when are we gonna let that information out? I know we've had it in our meetings, yep. but it's locked into a set of minutes there. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So we're going to make that more available. I'm Absolutely, guessing. and it's a part of that linkage to we're open now information. Yeah. So that we have our our um, Facebook page and the web page was updated uh, with some basic information. The fees were supposed to go on, but I'll have to check that that happened because maybe that's been missed. So the Bay yeah. Tech Center's Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Which I which yeah. I. I don't think I'm a co uh, member of, so I'll have to make that, and I'll it, make a there point. There was much going on in the past on that okay. page. There will be now. <laughs> and, and I, I will make a point of telling people to go there for that kind of information. Right. I'm guessing it will also be on the town's website. We'll have Absolutely. a link or however yeah. that looks. Yeah. Um, so great. Uh, I, I, if you can imagine, I've lost my train of thought. Where did that go? So are we going to do like a special on our opening day on October the 19th? From one until three. Oh, yeah, everything. We won't charge anyone to. No, use. but like if you buy your membership or that kind of thing. Uh, possibly it's fairly subsidized as it is. I I, <laughs> I I do agree it, it is. I agree that it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I didn't see our announcement that Zoe has joined our team. Did we put that out? And I missed it. Um, it was in a previous update. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anything, Doug? Gentlemen? Wonderful, thank you. Okay, thank you. Accept for information? Yeah, maybe a motion to accept uh, the update for information. Who wants? I can do that. Okay, all in favor? In favor. Did you want an enabling motion for council to attend October 19th also? Okay, who wants to make an enabling motion? Mr. Good had his hand up. Okay, all in favor of the enabling motion for council to attend? In favor. The October in favor. 19th opening. Um, so under new business, uh, the first item is operating and capital variance reports to August 31st, 2019. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. Um, the first uh, briefing note that I have is uh, regarding the operational variance report as of August 31st, 2019. Uh, this report will follow the same format, same format as um, previous reports. So we'll move right into general operations. Uh, through the eight months of the year, the town 
Now general operations is projecting a positive position of $34,900, which is due to the revenue and expenditures variances identified below. So in the revenues, overall revenues are projected to be in an unfavorable variance of uh, $64,600 to year end for the following reasons. Uh, municipal tax revenue is projected to be in a favorable position of 13100 and this is an aggregate of um, positions of all the taxation accounts. Departmental revenues, um, peace officer position, are, is, the revenues are projected to be in an unfavorable variance of 37500 due to staff, staffing vacancies, heightened bylaw enforcement, and overall education efforts, efforts leading to fewer infractions. Interest on taxes is projected to be under budget by 40200 as outstanding tax accounts have decreased compared to previous years. On operation expenditure side, overall expenditures are projected to be in a favorable variance of 99500 to year end for the following reasons. Town hall supplies are projected to be in an unfavorable variance of 16800 due to uh, contracted janitorial services are expected to be less than budgeted, uh, incurred and expected savings of $4,100. Local improvement charges on town properties are projected to be an unfavorable variance of 29900 as some of these items were missed during the budgeting process. Fire protection supplies materials is projected to be in a favorable position at year end of 17600 The AFF RCS radios that were budgeted did not arrive until September, therefore there will be only four months of the lease this year. Public Works is projected to be in an unfavorable position of 27300 This is due to the follow following items. Wages and benefits are projected to be a favorable variance of 19200 due to vacancies in Public Works superintendent and facility supervisor positions. Contracted services will be in an unfavorable variance of 23300 as contracted personnel was brought in to oversee the department until the permanent superintendent was hired. Training and development is expected to be under budget by $6,000. Scheduling training was difficult with the vacancies in the department. Materials and supplies is forecasted to be in an unfavorable position at the end of the year of $29,200. This variance is due to having to purchase new, uh, a new loader blade for $23,200 and an increase of $24,000 which was approved by council for paving and concrete work the tenders came in higher than was budgeted. This overage is offset by savings of $18,000 in storm, work, uh, sto storm water work that is not completed. Airport operations supplies materials projected to be an unfavorable variance of $40,000 to year end. Uh, there were unexpected freezing rain events at the beginning of the year which required additional runway de-icer to be purchased and applied. Solid waste contracted services is projected to be in a favorable variance of 47500 as carbon levy and other charges have been removed from billings from our, our provider. Multiplex wages and benefits are projected to be in a favorable variance of $78,000 as positions were generally budgeted for the year, uh, budgeting best practices, and were not filled as early as expected. Park and facility supplies and materials is projected to be in a favorable position of 40500 due to, uh, first off, 42500 for the budget increase for the 
Bicol's approved accounts on the spring, $35,000 in savings throughout the park budget to assist in paying for the flagpoles, and $48,000 in trail resurfacing that will not be completed uh, in this year and was deferred to 2020. On our waste, water, and water operations, through eight months of the year, the town's water and wastewater fund is projected to be in a deficit position of $125,300, which is due to expenditure variances identified below. Expenditures overall, expenditures are projected to be in an unfavorable variance of $125,300 year and year. Water supplies and materials is projected to be in an unfavorable variance of $4,900 due to the following items. $12,000 for water meters above our budgeted amount. Contracted equipment of $47,000 to deal with water line freezing during the winter. $15,000 was needed as a tendered price for paving uh, were higher than budgeted and it was approved by council. Expected savings of $41,700 in chemicals as the water treatment plant, at the water treatment plant is, there was less turbidity this spring. Expected savings of $22,400 for water reservoir repair and maintenance will not be completed this year. Water contracted services is projected to be an unfavorable variance of $90,400 due to emergency sanitary sewer line repairs on 98th Street, identified in variance reports earlier this year. This repair was contracted out due to town resources being used in other water breaks. Finally, water supplies and materials is in an unfavorable variance of $30,000 as intended prices for paving were higher than budget. Yeah. Any questions of Mr. Shram? Okay. Uh, so uh, just going to the operating budget. How are we going to make up this $76,000 deficit? Is that coming out of your sound? Um, <laughs> if you're counting in like two years, <laughs> I'll work for free for two years. Okay, very well. But, but we do have everybody, especially moving into the last quarter, um, keeping a closer eye on things and trying to identify cost savings. Yeah, don't worry about it, Alan. I'll squeeze it out of Greg. <laughs> Okay, uh, if there's no further questions. Yeah, Your Worship, we did see a number of these expenditures yeah. previously, right? Correct. That's what I thought. Yeah, you authorized them. I probably <laughs> voted against them. You voted against one, I remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll need a motion to accept for information to the uh, operating and capital variance report. So, all in favor? So, that was uh, Johanna. In favor. Great. Um, so, the next item. Did we get to the capital side? Oh, so that was just, okay. So the capital was? So the briefing note that I presented to council is the capital variance report as of August 31st, 2019. And again, uh, this report is in the same format as the previous quarters. Um, basically, current capital projects, uh, projects that were approved for the 2019 budget year and are scheduled for this year. 
uh, phase the multi-year projects or projects that are expected to take multiple years uh, to complete. And the previous capital budgets or uh, projects are projects that were not completed by December 31st, 2018, but uh, additional uh, costs were uh, recorded on these projects. And we deem them as active until all these invoices and costs have been Anybody want to quiz Alan? Mr. Mayor, I have one question. Okay, fire away. Um, did the paving equipment get ordered or not? It says it's 100% obtaining quotes. So that means it's still on order and hasn't been used this year, I guess we would say. That's correct. Okay, thanks. Okay. I, you're, there's enough time for a supplemental if you wish, Deputy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but um, it's just one of those things where it's in the budget but doesn't get ordered, so it's, we don't get the use of it for the year that we thought we did buy it, I guess. Okay. It's unfortunate. Thanks. Okay. I think we're good. Uh, we'll just have a motion to accept the uh, capital variance report for information. Mr. Ford, all in favor? In favor. Okay. Uh, we we have a request for decision regarding the Peace Country Sports Club loan. Placed after the variance report. Um, as mentioned to council previously, the Peace Country Sports Club um, has uh, closed their doors, and they are in a bit of a process of ad addressing their operational debts and uh, closing off their books and, and doing their process as shutting down as a nonprofit. The Town of Peace River provided a loan guarantee to the sports club through bylaw 1988. There are actually a number of other bylaws related to uh, loan guarantees for this organization, uh, but this is the most recent bylaw. They, I believe there was actually two other bylaws too for loan guarantees, but um, we will be addressing only this particular bylaw as it amends previous bylaws. Um, this obligation that the town has done through a loan guarantee also places us in the financial situation of being accountable for any outstanding uh, components of the loan or if there's a situation where the club cannot uh, repay that loan. And that's where we are at today. I was provided with a um, notice from the organization that they would not be able to pay past their amount of July 31st, 2019. At that time, the amount owing on the loan was $8,861.28. This does not include any accumulated interest of which, unfortunately, I don't have uh, a more specific number for this evening, but I would imagine there would be some, though minor, over the last 30 plus days, 30, 40, 40 plus days. So there'd be some minor interest on that amount owing. Um, the 
actual interest rate was 6.9%. So um, Greg can calculate that math for council here off the top of his head. Um, I provide council with some options in relationship to this request as we are therefore financially liable for this amount. Um, one of the options is to immediately repay this loan, pay off the debt. Um, this addresses the debt immediately in a timely manner so we don't have any more accumulation of any further interest. Uh, this also removes this amount from our um, overall debt limits that the town is responsible for, though it's a very minor amount in the grand scheme of, but it is on there currently. Um, this is an unbudgeted expense of which we will have to um, absorb within the operational budget. I do provide you with an option of utilizing some of the recreation administration budget is where it should be expended from to be uh, accurate and where the expense should be related. Um, but we do find that we have some um, surpluses within other areas of the recreation budget that we can offset this with. That doesn't address though the overall um, situation of the town's overall operating budget. Option two is we could go back to the sports club and request that they find some way of managing this issue outside of the town of Peace River taxpayer. Um, this maintains the responsibility back to the club. However, the club is also dealing with other debts that they need to address, which are of significant priority being Canada Revenue Agency. So therefore, um, it, they need to address that debt. And at this point, I would suggest uh, this would be undue hardship on that organization to try to address this further. Um, therefore, administration does recommend that council approve this expense of $8,861.28 plus any accumulated interest by the date of our payment that we would make. Um, and we will address this expense through the Recreation Administration Operational Budget in 2019. Okay. You're making that motion? Or are you asking I, questions? I have a question, oh, okay. uh, Tanya, uh, I appreciate the, you know, the challenges that face small organizations, having been on a number of boards myself. The one thing I did notice was the discrepancy about the debt amount would increase by the interest rate of 6.9%. But the bylaw does list the, the 6.5. It's 6.5. Thank you. That was my best. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what uh, the other debt values Amount, no. amounts that they have to other organizations? I have asked uh, previously, but they were still working through their books and still working through the details of that information, and I haven't been able to get a uh, defined number from them. To date. Okay, because yeah. I'm just I'm just curious because being on social yeah. media, they're selling off a bunch of uh, yes. assets privately. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how. That's the intent. Is that um, so? Their lease is not formally terminated yet. We have we have uh, they have turned off their utilities. We have uh, assumed uh, new utilities at the site just to keep the lights and power on to keep the building operational and the preschool is still operational in the building uh, but they're no longer open to the public and that is their intent is to dispose of all their assets 
and hopefully those uh, the funds that they gain from those assets will address their other debts. Oh, so yeah. it won't may, may not directly address this debt. I don't anticipate that it would. From the generalized numbers that they were giving us in a previous meeting, um, it's approximately twice what this amount is. So. Um, I don't think they have the assets that would garner large sums of funds to offset some of this debt. Tanya, uh, uh, 124 Squadron, are they able to parade in that building or? Um, they have secured another temporary location and we're actually redirecting them to another idea site that we have. Okay. Um, so they're for, they do have a temporary home right now. So there's yeah. nobody in that building? Uh, preschool is just there until their portable is uh, installed. I think it's physically on site at Springfield School. Yes, it's it just is. all the utility connections need to be put together. And once those are done, then they'll be moving into their portable. So, so yeah. just one final, 124 Squadron staying in town or are they? Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Thank you. Will we be, once uh, the loan is, or the loan guarantee, let's say if that's paid off, um, if the group is unable to fully pay their other debts, is that gonna, are we gonna be responsible for any of it? <laughs> I don't like that answer, so. <laughs> that question was gonna come. Uh, possibly. The town is in their bylaw within their dissolution clause. It is the town of Peace River as their um, default agency. So uh, what that potentially means for us, and this is part of our lease agreement policy, that we do ask nonprofits within our buildings to have us as their um, default agency in their dissolution clause so that the town then has the option of addressing either reutilizing that equipment or building and or building, depending on the situation, um, or looking to another organization to pick it up. Um, we've had that circumstance with another uh, a land site, for example, the mini golf. Um, in this case, this also means that you potentially take on the risk of their debt. And until such time as I have definitive numbers on what their additional debt is, we may not be liable for that debt. That might that debt might also follow their board. So that's something that they need to look into a little further um, of how they're going to address that. So with that loan guarantee, what would be the risk to the town if we, let's say, waited for a month to see where those numbers are at? Uh, just the interest accumulation. Which would be? At 6.5%, not 6.9%. Um, Anyone with a calculator? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a tremendous amount. Ten percent, so eight hundred dollars, seven six hundred. It wouldn't be much. To wait for any interest. So what do you want us to do? Pay, pay it right now. So on. We do recommend that we just pay it off that debt we can have conversations and I'm continuing to have conversations and get updates from the sports club of where they're at with their other situations so that we can be um, apprised of any other potential implications to the town 
Your Worship, I would move uh, option one that by recommendation of the administration that we we approve the payment of the expense of the $8,861.28 plus any accumulated interest by the date of payment. All in favor? Unanimous. In favor. Thank you. Okay. I think you're here for the next one too. I the, believe I am. The old timers sports games. Fifty five plus. Oh. <laughs> we have to be very careful. This is active aging. <laughs> I have family members in this category, so it's active aging. Um, we've had this discussion multiple times over the last four to six years in terms of bidding on another set of games. We've even set up a regional committee to bid on the um, 2018 or the 2017 Alberta 55 plus games. In that particular situation, the region did bid. We waited and waited and it got down to about 11 months prior to the date of hosting and as a region we chose to back out um, because it would have really been uh, very too short of timelines to implement an event. Um, at that last time we had this discussion we were looking to the 2021 set of games to host and specifically the summer games uh, it's a better match for the region uh, part of the logic behind that is our active aging adult is potentially also snowbird so we would like to engage them when they're in the community which is the summer months as opposed to the winter months um, Therefore, we have uh, a bit of a package and a letter that we've received from the Alberta 55 plus organization uh, requesting communities to put in their uh, intent to bid and also a bid process for hosting the 2019 games. They've given you the option of winter or summer, but again, going back to our original discussions, the summer set is our preferred option for this region. Um, we do have a game society that we would reenact and get them alive again. They've been quietly in the background waiting for another bid to come forward. Uh, we have invited our regional partners to be a part of this process. Uh, we need to do this as a region. We couldn't host individually as the Town of Peace River. Um, even the Town of Grimshaw and the Town of Peace River collectively, it's great to have our other regional partners um, on board also. But in saying that, we wouldn't go to the 12 or 13 municipality um, distance that we went with the youth games, both the summer and winter version. Um, we would keep it uh, sort of to the immediate neighbors, including the town of Grimshaw, County of Northern Lights, and Northern Sunrise County. Possibly the village of Napa, we would look to see what um, facilities, once we get together and have a little more thorough discussion about that. Um, so I provide council with these options of to invite those municipal partners to a committee. Um, I do recommend an administrative and council committee uh, and or just administrative committee if council members are wanting to be arm's length from the process. Um, this is, uh, there is a financial um, implication to the town and to our municipal partners. It is expected that the municipalities would contribute some level of operational dollars, whatever that might look like. 
Uh, in the past, it was upwards of 200,000 for the youth games, but the seniors games budget is much more reasonable, upwards of a million dollars operationally. So um, it wouldn't come directly from all the municipalities. There would be grants that are obtained, uh, sponsorships. There's all sorts of ways to gain funds. And we can cash flow typically over a two-year period as we've done in the past, and that's worked quite well for, to manage it within our budgets. Um, to your other option is to decline bidding on the games. Um, this option uh, pulls away the financial contribution. Uh, doesn't burden our volunteer base. Uh, however, it also is a missed opportunity, of course, to bring people to this region and to show off a little bit of what we have to offer to the rest of the province. Uh, the last time uh, seniors games were hosted in Northern Alberta, and I might be slightly incorrect because I don't think Grand Prairie hosted, uh, Fairview hosted in 2011, right after we hosted the Summer Games for Youth. Um, Fairview did it all by themselves. Though. They did, yes, they did. Uh, and they did struggle a little bit, but they did manage it, yeah. I, I believe they might have had their immediate, like the MD of Fairview might have been involved. Um, but I don't this worse than that, because I thought that they Quite a question, Mr. Mayor, when there's a moment. I'm not sure if Worsley, I don't recall Worsley being involved. It's pretty far from Fairview. Yeah. I thought they were, but okay. Yeah, and, and it's very possible that they were, yeah. Um, yeah. Elaine has a question, Mayor. Feel free. So, if we pass this uh, request, so the town of Peace River would be the decider as to yes, we want to host, or is it the committee of the region that would decide yes, they want to host? Oh, good question. Um, at this point, because we've had a regional conversation about this previously, however, some of those council members that were involved in that conversation may not actually beyond those other councils any longer we would recommend that we host the summer games with maybe confirmation from that group that that's we don't have a lot of time for lengthy conversations about this either we are anticipating that we would be asked to send a letter of intent by the end of the month which is Monday um, <laughs> I've asked the Alberta Games, the 55 plus games for the timeline and I still haven't received anything yet of when they would want a letter of intent in, when they would want bids in and when the tour would be because those are very critical dates um, and they're not really giving us a lot of time. So I well, maybe would recommend maybe that we would recommend to the committee uh, summer games because of the short timelines. Well, we should just put yeah. it in and, and then figure it out afterwards. That, that is another option. Um, I have found the more successful approach is inviting them to the table and we collectively make decisions together yeah. um, because we'd be needing their facilities and we sort of work out which facility would be best matched for which sport. And also to ensure the communities are well represented, um, that they have... Um, highlighted sports within their community so one community doesn't get all versus but there is a school of thought that it's easier to uh, 
to ask for forgiveness than to get permission. That, that's not my school of thought. <laughs> it honestly hasn't worked very well for me in the past. So. <laughs> okay, very well. <laughs> we will leave it in your capable hands, but we'll uh, probably, somebody will probably put a motion on the table to you. It uh, sounds like the deputy mayor has another question. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I somehow think that whoever the over 55 group is that has these deadlines, I'm thinking maybe they should give us a little more leeway on the deadline if we haven't got some information. That would be preferred, but in past history that hasn't always been the case. Because the other thing I would wonder about is if we're wanting regional partners and the forgiveness after the fact is sometimes hard to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I, I've given some of the other municipalities a bit of the heads up that this request is coming, um, specifically to the town of Grimshaw because they are uh, they would be a heavy partner in this as they also with their multiplex would be hosting um, significant events at that location so I've given them the pre-warning that this is coming along so it shouldn't it won't be too much of a surprise for them at all yeah. and I guess the other one if they are asked to submit funds that might be the yeah. part I wonder about yeah and, and I think operationally everyone will have to make that decision on their own once the games in the past the experience has been the game society then makes a formal request to each of those municipalities so everyone's sort of given an, an awareness that the ask is coming but we don't know what the definitive ask may be from that organization until they finalize their budgets which is part of the conversation that we always have in the bid process Thanks. Okay. Who wants to make the motion? I'll move your worship. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, your worship, I move that the council engage our municipal partners to establish an ad hoc committee for regional bid to host the summer 2021 Alberta 55 plus games. Okay. All in favor? In favor. Can I ask for clarification that you have um, games or summer games? Oh, pardon me, summer games. No, nope, that's, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure it was recorded accurately. Your Worship, I'd also like to make another motion that uh, any interested council member be enabled to participate in the ad hoc games bid committee. Uh, we don't want everybody to participate. No, just it's an interested council member. Member? Not yeah. members. So, so we, what we may end up doing is enabling a council member to attend the meetings and that person may still be determined by the, what it looks like for the meetings, when they're going to be held, when they're going to be held, that kind of thing. Is this a self-interested Um Not entirely certain, but certainly something I would discuss with others. But yes, I mean, there's no sense in not protecting your own self-interest. Okay, there. you've made that motion. Okay, all in favor. In favor. Um, Mr. Town, I think the next one is yours, the solar solar panel project. It is your worship. So as council's aware, back in the spring, Alberta innovates and 
the Municipal Climate Change Action Centre um, issued, uh, they were asking for expressions of interest in up to $10 million of funding throughout the province for um, entities or organizations that could um, come up with projects or concepts that would um, reduce carbon and uh, create climate innovation and, and concepts within the province. Uh, so the town of Peace River, with assistance of some community um, interested minded people, um, plus um, least support of our member municipalities, uh, put in a solar farm um, concept at the airport. Um, and we have been accepted. We had originally made through the first stage. Um, and we've been accepted to go into the third step um, which is the submission of a full project proposal um, which will be due on or before January 8th of 2020. So as mentioned before, they're looking for Alberta municipalities to provide sustainable solutions that move, move municipalities towards carbon community scale. Electricity generation by the formation of network or consortium partnerships uh, looking to install <coughs> community generation facilities. So with this, and there's the acceptance for the letter notification letter of us moving on to the, the FPP stage, uh, we will be looking to see if council is interested in moving on to that. Um, just to back up a bit to remind council and the public, um, we did apply to install a 6.1 megawatt PV photovoltaic system um, at the Peace River Airport. We would utilize that power at the airport um, and then at other town facilities, which would both reduce greenhouse gases and reduce our power costs under this concept of a, involving a cooperative. Um, we would share the benefits of the project amongst the town and then the cooperative members. We're still working with the cooperative on what that relationship will, will look like. They've been supportive in putting this together, but now that we are moving on to this step, we have to confirm our relationship with them. And if they're coming on as uh, investment type partners or support partners or what, um, those, will, those will need to be confirmed. Uh, I did ask how many applicants had moved on to this third step. There were 42 or 43, I believe, that had moved on to step two. Um, and they weren't able, the Climate Change Action Center weren't able to provide that information. So I don't know if we're competing against a dozen, two dozen, or however many projects, but we'll continue to put ours forward and, and uh, see what type of project and, and find out what the benefit is for the town and the region. So as it says here, there's some next steps. The first next step is if we are interested, we do need to confirm um, by council resolution um, no later than September 30th of this year. Um, we will receive the FPP documents and review them. Um, we're probably at the point now where if we get a step forward or move forward on this, there will be costs. We'll have to do some studies, um, possibly a, a connectivity study to the network. We, we can't just put something in place and then 
the utility regulator or the grid just accepts it. The, the study has to be done. There's costs associated with that. And then some other items that we'd have to do. Staff will report back to council prior to incurring any additional costs and get a proper approvals as necessary. Um, and just to confirm that even though if we do um, show our interest right here, that doesn't mean we are um, absolutely have to submit a proposal. It just means that we're really interested in doing so and um, that is our intention. So there's a couple options here for council to consider. The first is to indicate their intention to submit the full project proposal, the FPP, for the Municipal Community Generation Challenge. Um, by doing so, this is a project that would leverage a significant amount of external funding. Um, basically, it's up to 90% of the project cost. Um, so it could be significant benefit. The um, capital investment for electricity generation is the largest cost element. So if someone else pays for that, but you incur the benefit, um, electricity is, is pretty cheap. Um, and plus it would also um, continue the existing partnership that we've um, achieved with the community to, to carry on this project. Um, alternatively, council may not want to um, continue on the project. Um, from a staffing perspective, you know, if we have some time for us, we wouldn't have to uh, focus um, staff resources and again, the uncertain cost element is, is a concern. Um, but there has been a significant amount of work done by various parties um, and we wouldn't realize any potential savings that we could achieve from this. Recommendation is that council uh, staff asked the council to approve the Town of Peace River's intention to submit the full project proposal uh, for the Municipal Climate, Municipal Community Generation Challenge. Any questions? Are you uh, able to do this work, Mr. Town? Or do you have to find some outside resources? Or um, it'll It's easy be... for me to put my hand up and say yes, but I'm putting this all on your plate, of course, so can you do it? Uh, surprisingly, this is a field where I do have a bit of expertise. In my previous municipal hat, I was a treasurer for an electric commission back in Nova Scotia, and we did start a wind farm facility. Um, when I was there, we had erected four towers, three went up afterwards, so I actually am familiar with the, the startup costs, so when I say there needs to be a sim system network impact study, um, I've seen those, they, they are costly, the ones back in Nova Scotia were six digits. I don't think the ones here will be quite that much, it's a different type of facility. Um, and then just again putting together RFP information together. We're also fortunate our Director of Engineering, um, his background is in this, is in the electric field also, he worked for ACO and, and does have a certain amount of expertise to bring to this. So. Um, between the two of us, I think we'll be able to allay um, some of the workload and cost and um, I think we have a good idea of what we're getting into, but there will be some unavoidable costs um, that if we're going to carry on, we'll, we will have to deal with. But you said you'd bring that forward, right? Yes, we would absolutely receive approvals um, before we did spend anything. 
Um, is there potential for the interested members of the proposed co-op or whatever that want to partner to uh, to help out with any of these uh, input costs, or do we have to kind of like do all the groundwork first and they just kind of kind of come in after? Where 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 might they fit in in the process to getting us to stage three? Uh, that's to be discussed with them. Now that we are at this point, we'll have to have a frank conversation with them, and it's really the determination of um, assumption of risk. Because if, if this is something that is going forward and it's uncertain if we will be a lucky recipient, um, do we front all the costs? Do we ask that they front a portion of the costs? And, and quite how does this work? Because again, if there's risk, Whoever puts in the most risk receives the most benefit. So we'll have to have a talk with them to see what resources are able to to bring, whether they're person, financial, or other. One question, Mr. Mayor. Okay. Um, I'm reading um, of the letter that was addressed to Greg. It's the um, fourth paragraph it says total available funding for this challenge has changed to a maximum of seven million for approved projects um, and additionally there's a ten percent something or other so what was does anyone recall what it was changed from to the seven million like is this a lower number than it was or higher number it, it's lower it was ten million dollars okay, um, and you. I forget where the split was there, there was originally seven million dollars and then someone else fronted three and i don't know if it's the province or some other group uh, but it looks like okay. that's been back down to seven okay and it says the minimum 10 percent of the total funding requested hmm. anyways thank you yep okay so can we go to a vote here your Worship, uh, no further questions, I put a motion on the floor that the Town of Peace River uh, proceed and submit a project proposal to the Municipal Community Generation Challenge. Okay. All in favor? Against? In favor? <laughs> I, I didn't see your hand. I, I was there. I <laughs> can't vote twice. I didn't see you vote the first time. <laughs> okay, uh, so I was just giving you a chance to vote. <laughs> I wasn't implying anything. You looked right at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate your commitment to skepticism about things. Okay. Um, then we go on to the... Uh, Region 6 Métis Annual General Meeting, and uh, they would like to have a speaker on October the 19th, uh, but that's the same day as our opening, but it's in the morning. Um, they, they said it didn't have to be the mayor, so is there somebody else's interest? You get a Métis sash. I missed the last Saturday engagement. I, I can't. I, I feel bad committing to these <laughs> yeah, things and having Saturday, to particularly the morning ones are. <laughs> okay, uh, well, make an enabling motion for mayor designate and we'll move on. I'll move that. Okay. All in favor? In favor. 
the next one is a uh, invitation to the Sisters in Spirit Walk, which will be October the 4th. That's a Friday. It starts uh, roughly around, did it say 4 or 5 o'clock? 4. 4 p.m. Four. at the museum. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, try and be there by 4, and uh, it'll probably start walking at 4.30, but uh, maybe yeah. a enabling motion for all counselors to attend. You want to make that, Mr. I'll move the recommendation. Okay. All in favor? In favor. That takes us to uh, request for decision. This is an addition. Uh, this is the intermunicipal uh, collaboration framework negotiation protocols with Northern Sunrise County. So in our ICF discussions with Northern Sunrise County, uh, the, the uh, negotiation teams, uh, and honestly at the behest of the, uh, the facilitators, will be uh, issuing uh, public releases. Um, so this, and I think there is a copy in, uh, in here. Um, I think it's quite well worded, so uh, um, so it just needs council ratification to uh, for public for release and publication. That one will also be uh, is going in front of Northern Sunrise County tomorrow for their ratification. I'd like to move that, that council approve the negotiating protocols for the intermunicipal collaborative framework between the Town of Peace River and the Northern Sunrise County. Okay. Well, any questions, discussion? All in favor? In favor. That then takes us to the rescheduling of the October 28th regular council meeting. Um, why? Why is this one needing to be rescheduled October 28th? Not that I think that far out, but because the organization the organizational meeting has to oh occur beforehand or yeah okay can we just skip the organizational meeting this year? <laughs> I, I don't want to set a target, but there's been previous okay. ones that have been finished within eight minutes, so oh okay you know okay there's a record to shoot for. Okay, um, yeah, so this is, so all you're asking for is that the organizational meeting happen at five o'clock and the, the uh, regular council meeting happen at uh, six. 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 At six. That's correct, on October 20th. We have to set a time. Procedural bylaw says. The procedural bylaw says the time can be changed, but it doesn't indicate whether you can give a range for the time, so it's, probably some wording that was overlooked when the bylaw was written. Okay. So, but the times uh, for the organizational meeting has ranged from eight minutes to two and a half hours. Under the same mayor. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one? <laughs> that would be the current, the incumbent, sir. <laughs> That's just natural variability. <laughs> I will trust the engineer's master. Feels like a cute guy. Okay, well, uh, let's let's target six o'clock and um, 
I, I don't know what happens after, at 6 o'clock when we haven't finished the organizational one, but anyhow. Okay. What if we finish in eight minutes, then we've got 50 minutes to yeah. pick you, our noses? You literally do, because you shouldn't be starting the regular meeting if you've advertised it at 6 o'clock. The 6 o'clock was a suggestion. I mean, council is, of course, free to consider a briefer option assuming that the committees have all been ratified uh, prior to and don't require review in yeah. terms of whether or not they're going to be sitting that year or not. And none of us are planning a coup. Yeah. yeah. So let's make it six o'clock and we'll just go for it. So someone can make a motion. Okay. All in favor of Mr. Ford's motion? In uh, favor. Okay, great. And that takes us to, are there any other, did we add one or two, no, no more, we didn't add any under this item, did we? That was, that was it. That was it. Uh, that takes us to reports. Uh, there's the draft minutes of the August 23rd, uh, um, is this, uh, the, is this McKenzie, MMSA? Yeah, this is. August 23rd. Is there anything that you want to highlight there, uh, uh, Deputy Mayor Manser, seeing that you're on that committee? Um, um, are you still? Yes, I'm still on it. Uh, we uh, are sort of uh, not attending. I was not there, so oh. okay. nice of them to send us to it. Okay. Uh, so then the synopsis of the North Peace Housing Board meeting of September 4, 2019. Anything you wish to highlight there, Mr. Scanlon? It's all uh, straightforward. Some, um, the new executive director has made a few uh, uh, changes in personnel. So just kind of uh, capacity has sort of shifted around with her moving into that chair and some of her previous uh, tasks that she had, others that she recognized needed to happen. Um, our current director of communications and IT has made lots of very uh, positive moves as far as capacity for managers and security of our information and our data. Um, those are all highlighted in there. And another thing of note has been added to our meetings every month is a uh, generative session where members, uh, directors that have attended various, uh, what do we call them, conferences that have or have been doing their own research and have come up with ideas that we can help meet the needs of our clients. Uh, we can bring those forward for, for consideration. If they have merit, they can come to subsequent meetings as actual items on the agenda for real discussion. So just working on some innovation. So you don't put them out there on Facebook, let it fly. Uh, that. Uh, Mr. Do you want to talk about Facebook with me? I don't know if you do. I think we should just go on. <laughs> okay, very good. It sounds like the deputy Ms. mayor. Deputy mayor. Um, Mr. Scammerhorn, uh, question it says regular agenda items and board administration is in the process of arranging focus groups for the condominium project. Is that um, still going forth or any Deputy Manager, that was brought up at our previous meeting um, and administration was directed to carry on with that process and uh, there was a number of community members at the trade show uh, that in particular and I'm not sure if there was other times where 
that was solicited from people to uh, potentially be part of a focus group for developing those condominiums. But yeah, that's that's supposed to be happening shortly. Don't have a timeline on it myself, unless Mr. Good knows more than I do. He may be able to uh, switch hats. I can for a moment. Um, it's not finalized as for the times, but it is in process. We're working on getting how we can schedule, how we can work with everything else that's going on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Um, I just have a question. Um, they were asked for um, people that were interested uh, quite a while ago. Are they, those lists are still current or should people resubmit their names if they might be interested? Uh, from what I understand, those lists have been maintained. I don't believe there's been any follow-up as of yet, but the names are all still there and, and, and those interested are what I can say is the names are current, but what I also can say is if other people are interested, mm -hmm. the list is not closed. It's certainly open to people who would want to express an interest. Okay, and they would contact North Peace Housing Office? They could contact um, either my, myself at the office or, or Tammy or anybody there, yes. Or they could okay, go to good. our website. If you go to our website, either mobile or desktop is a little... Uh, clicker in the bottom right hand corner, a little yellow thing, and you only have to do is pop in there and leave a little note saying you'd like to be added to the list and you're added to the list. And we'll get back to you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. That was a good discussion. Um, so uh, the third report is highlights of the Peace Library System Board meeting um, of September 14, 2019. So who should I turn to here? Deputy <coughs> Mayor or Councillor Downey? <coughs> Anything you want to add to that, Deputy Mayor? Um, it's just that uh, we kind of unexpectedly received information that the Grand Prairie Public Library is wishing to terminate its um, memorandum of agreement with the uh, regional library system. Um, they are the ones who um, basically stored and sorted uh, books and whatever else was being distributed. They say they're short of space. So the uh, regional board received that information and sorting out what that means to the actual um, operations for that part of the uh, system. Mm -hmm. The other thing, and uh, Councillor Anita might be interested in this, whenever you um, uh, go to the library and check out something, you can ask for a report as to how much um, money you save or saved that year by using your library. And apparently there's somebody in uh, Valley View that saved a hundred and some thousand dollars. So people aren't sure quite what they borrowed from the library, but that's what they saved by using their library. My slip uh, indicates I, slayed, I saved about $6,500 on my recent book that I've taken on. That's so a hundred thousand is a big number. <laughs> On that savings number, did they deduct your fines from that before they issued your... I, your Worship, you must have been standing over my shoulder because I did have to run out to my car to get a quarter because I owed 24 cents on a library book and I felt so guilty I went and paid for it even though they were going to forgive my my debt. It's a, it's a great asset. I, uh, hope, I hope we can continue to fund it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Then we have the minutes of the June 6, 2019 meeting of the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. 
and both the deputy mayor and councilor downing sit on that so anything you want to add to those minutes highlight anything your worship i am um, the alternate so uh, deputy mayor sits on that um just that um the uh soup kitchen is uh one thing that this group uh, does volunteer at um one week i think it is a month and they were getting about 20 people on their days and lately now apparently it's about 30 people are making use of the soup kitchen they are also looking for people to serve on a powwow committee to um, do some fundraising and that's about it right now you should have just left it at uh, a powwow committee shouldn't have added the fundraising you probably lost 50 percent of the people that might have been interested <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll take that advice in future. <laughs> um, good. Uh, Peace River Economic Development Alliance Member Services Report. Who? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I also ask that this be put on the agenda just to uh, refresh Council's memory and admin memory about um, the services that are offered through Credo. So it's just uh, information. Okay. Although well, we do have a grant that we're working on. And what's that grant for? Uh, Mr. Town could speak better to it. Um, it has to do with, I think, the economic development plan. Oh, yeah. And that's the CARES grant we received notification right. on back in uh, late spring. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the last one on this list is the minutes of the June 12th, 2019 Peace River Community Education Committee. Um, um, this, you must have so put Mr. this Mayor, on. Yeah, Mr. Mayor, I uh, actually ended up with more than just the minutes, but it's just, um, you can review it for some of the things that go on at those meetings uh, of interest or of note is that we usually have a Northern Lakes College student who attends the meetings and um, bring forth some student um, thoughts on way things could be conducted or extra okay. help that they can use. Okay. And what did the student bring forward this time on June the 12th? Cheaper housing? I about June the 12th other than that she was graduating and um, the um, convocation was supposed to be held in, I think it was High Prairie, but uh, there was some uh, issues with uh, where to hold it in High Prairie. So it was delayed until the fall. Oh, because and of the smoke? So, I think so, yeah. There was, uh, well, there were scheduling issues and I think it had to do with uh, the fires. But of note, uh, the plan right now is that uh, their convocation in June 2020 is slated to occur in Peace River. So I hope we can really encourage that. They have, I think it's 400, 500 uh, grants by the time they look at all their courses and so on. Okay. Maybe a motion to accept reports one through six under item uh, nine for, uh, for information. Your Worship, I just would like to add quickly to Elaine's Northern Lakes uh, College report. 
because something of note is currently Northern Lakes College is doing uh, is gathering input from the region and the community members about the programming that they're currently offering at Northern Lakes College. And I wish I knew the website, to the link right off the top of my head, but it's, if you go to Northern Lakes College's site, the link is there for community input. Hmm. Okay, great. So are you gonna make a motion? To... I would so like to make the motion that we accept the, the reports one through six for information. All in favor? In favor. Um, so that takes us to just information. Um, Peace River Recreation Access Point Survey. Uh, what do we need to know there, Ms. McQuay, from that particular item? Anything of note? This was provided on an informational basis by the Deputy Mayor, and it basically is tourism along the entirety of the Peace River. Oh, okay. So. Yes, I think um, that MD of Fairview, uh, CAO Sandra Plonk, has something to do with organizing this, so if anybody's got some input, they should go to the site and say their piece. Uh, I'd also like to add that I did a quick little cruise on that website, that interactive map website, and it's quite extensive, so check it out because it's impressive. Um, and if you have people who that in your circle that use the river or um, do recreating along that river, make sure that it gets out to them. Ideally, some good information could come from this. Okay, so they have an app out. Is that what you're saying? Right on the right on the poster, you can link to the app uh, oh, okay. into the interactive website. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. It's it's pretty impressive. And also note, it does not include the town. It's up to the town and Peace River boundaries. So it doesn't include our river <coughs> our river access points. Huh? Can we fix that? We didn't know anything about this right. until we saw the information notice come to us. So, so is this Peace River, this isn't the tourism group that we help find? It's not Mighty Peace Tourist Association. I, that's who I obtained the information from, but it's actually a nonprofit organization. They note it on the um, oh. the front page. Yeah. Um, it is the, the Peace Valley Conservation, Recreation, and Tourism Society. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and the MD of Fairview is somehow involved. So unfortunately, they didn't engage us at all to be a part of that conversation. But they've got stuff downstream of us, though, too. Yeah. So it's like we, we got skipped. Yeah. I, I did notice that actually, that it was downstream, so I didn't realize it didn't include the town. We should uh, give this item to the Unity Committee. <laughs> they're, not, they're not calling themselves that anymore. <laughs> okay. Which one of them? So uh, the. Uh, the next two are uh, support for uh, for our uh, advocacy with uh, CRA on the GST uh, in on uh, intermunicipal agreements. Uh, plus, there's another one from the town of Bonneville, and the one from you thought that one was of particular interest, Ms. McQuake. Uh, yes, Your Worship and Council, we've received. Um, 
a number of inquiries, uh, letters of support and other communications from Alberta municipalities, we're working with Alberta, AUMA, we're working with FCM. Um, the interesting thing about the letter from Bonneville is that they indicate that in the 28 years that they've had these agreements, they've had numerous GST audits and they've never been picked up on this issue. So one of the things that we're looking at doing is reaching out to them to find uh, a copy of perhaps one of their agreements and see what their language is it, with respect to whether they're it's simply being categorized differently. They're in northeastern Alberta as opposed to northwestern. Could be a different auditor. But if there's any similarity in language, that would certainly give us um, additional background in terms of preparing our own defense. Your Worship, just before we drift too far off of that, so uh, you mentioned AUMA, so are we on deck for AUMA or could you comment, uh, Ruth? We are. Our, our emergency resolution was accepted. It's being published in the uh, resolution book. I don't know when it's going to be voted on and honestly I'm not that familiar with the AUMA voting process. I'm not certain with whether somebody is invited to speak to the matter or whether it's simply voted on by the membership. Absolutely, somebody will have to speak to it. Yeah. All right, thank you. And who, who's going to AUMA? So you, Colin, and myself. And the deputy mayor's already there. Okay. Chris is there right now, no. too. No, Chris is on vacation. He's there. No, he is not there this year. Okay, so then um, there's there's uh, another letter from the Alberta Ministry of Children's Services regarding the daycare subsidy. And I think the letter just says that the daycare subsidy is not being cut or is? It said that they did a three-year, the pilot was for three years and they're finishing the three years, but I don't know what year they're in currently. Okay. Does anyone know what year they are in currently? I think the key words are, we remain stewards of the taxpayers' funds. I think, I think you can read between the lines, Your Worship, where this, this is going. Well, ideally, it's, it's, it is a review instead of, uh, I mean, it's reviewed and not just disregarded. Okay. And, and I think this is year three, Byron. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, so maybe a motion to accept uh, the items under uh, 10 information. Uh, I, really, it would be items 1 through 5 for information. Mr. Good, all in favor? In favor. And we're well ahead. We're actually well ahead of schedule now. Uh, any notices of motion, Mr. Town? There is none, Your Worship. Uh, uh, would there, does anyone from the gallery wish to come up and speak? Okay. Um, uh, media, um, any comments, questions, requests? Um, I did speak with the um, CAO regarding this group that wants to have you guys cancel the RFP for the airport. Do you have any further comment now? Um, I, I know they're just they're meeting with the group in Northern Sunrise Council tomorrow morning. So I anticipate a follow-up. So if you want to say anything about that, um, this 
you uh, Chris said that uh, basically if you talk to them you can't talk to anybody else so you probably like to continue with the RFP process is that still where we're at uh, we've we've issued the RFP uh, we've issued the RFP um, uh, we've put a lot of time and effort into uh, the RFP and we feel that the RFP will be of great value to not only the town but the entire region. Okay, so likely you wouldn't be sending your representative to this meeting that they're proposing? Because for uh, the clerk was saying basically they can still oh. submit an RFP with this idea to mm -hmm. you they, without you canceling all of the other ones, but they are inviting everyone to this meeting. Yeah, they, well, they can, they can, well, if they've, we, we wouldn't want to, uh, I think that would, that may, uh, open up um, um, accusations of prejudice if we were to, if, the, if this particular group were to put in an RFP. And, um, and we were to meet with them during the RFP process. Okay. So no then, not going. Uh, unlikely. Okay, and then um, one other thing on the GST, uh, the uh, Red Tape Roundtable, uh, Emily Dan Williams said you would write a letter on, on behalf of the town. Has oh. that happened? Uh, I'm not aware of that, but I'm Okay, not. I can speak to that. So okay. I went to the Red Tape meeting and, and the subject of the GST audit came up. So I just was yeah. speaking to the issue, even though it is a federal issue and it was provincial red tape. and. But uh, our, our current MP was also in attendance, so it did seem they do, who did write a letter in support of us. So it seemed like a good time to, you know, kind of. I was a bit on the spot. I wasn't planning on talking about it because of its irrelevancy to the level of government, and we all know how that works. Either way, um, I just I said one would be appreciated, and I don't, actually don't recall if I think he said that would be okay or that's not a bad idea. I don't. I, I, I don't. Have the exact quote. Nothing new on that end. But no, no, no. If, if we uh, if we're CC'd on it, we will probably we we would have put it in the package if we had received it by today. But it, we might get it next week. Exactly. Uh, that's everything I've got. Thank you. Okay. Um. Excellent. So uh, we have in camera. Uh, we're going to take a break. We do have somebody calling in for in-camera at 8 o'clock, uh, but we can deal with some of the other in-camera items before that. So uh, please take a 10-minute uh, break, and uh, we'll be going in-camera. Your worship, I'll move to come out of camera. Okay, all in favor? Unanimous. In favor. Um, so we have one motion uh, out of our in-camera session. Okay. And Mr. Scamahorn is going to make that motion. I'll move the council ratify the confidential settlement of Court of Queen's Bench, action number 15030-9479. Agreed to in principle between the defendant, Town of East River, and the plaintiffs, Kelly Bunn and Avantgarde, Inc. And recommend by external count, recommended by external counsel that the mayor is authorized to take any action required on behalf of the town in order to give effect to the settlement. Okay, thank you. All in favor? In favor. That makes it unanimous. Thank you, Deputy Mayor.
And adjournment. Mr. Ford, all in favor? Passed. So I guess we'll see you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Yes. Good night.